You know, Tahir, I'm, I'm always the one coming up with a podcast intro. I mean, do you have an idea this time? That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSB Marketing Podcast. Today, I am super excited to have Bob Cop Edge. So we've discussed this beforehand. It's Cop yeah. and Edge put together. Cop Edge here right. with me. Uh, Bob, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on. No problem. But you actually mispronounced it's Bob, not Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. With all the yeah, with all the you know, we spent on the other name. Before, yeah, I had to get that one in. Well, Bob, I'm so excited to have you here today. This is great. Um, so I guess I'll give a little preface and then we'll kind of, you know, introduce you and jump right into some questions, the whole no fluff thing. Um, so on, on, I'm on Tech Tribe, love Tech Tribe. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows how much of a fan I am of Nigel and the Tech Tribe. Oh, yeah. And I see Bob in there a lot and I never really knew what Bob did, but he's always just replying with value. He's just trying to help like a lot of people in the Tech Tribe. And so I just one day I'm like lurking and I check out his profile and it's like, oh, this is the guy that wrote the book on co-managed IT, right? And I was like, oh, that's cool. And sure enough, a lot of his feedback is is helpful and co-managed. And I've talked about co-managed quite a bit on the podcast. We do it quite a bit at Alltech. We have our best clients are co-managed. And I knew I wanted to do an episode on this and I actually sketched out doing it myself. But I was like, you know, why don't I get an expert on to really, you know, I'll put my input in, but really get get his input on 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 you know how to not only do co-manage but what are some challenges how do you go if you've never done co-manage how do you move into co-manage all that good stuff so bob do you mind just providing a an introduction as to your, into yourself maybe some of the books you've written um some of the you know just experience you have in this specific realm yeah sure uh, and i'm sorry to hear that the expert canceled on you so you got <laughs> stuck with me so you know um Bob, Bob is also a cool guy. Another reason I'm glad to have him on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. You and I have to talk about what the definition of cool is, but okay. So <laughs> humble. Uh, You're I'm humble. <laughs> CEO, founder, whatever you want to call it, Grand Poobah of Simplex IT, which is a managed service provider in Northeast Ohio, uh, started in around 2007. I also historically prior to that, I was a CIO, an IT director, developer, uh, a lot of database work, all that kind of fun stuff. Cool. Um, and honestly, it was one of those where I uh, started as an MSP from day one. So 2007, we said, that's what we do. That's how, you know, what we're doing. Uh, and our first client was actually a co-managed client. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, because I, I was already doing a lot of SQL work for them. And when I decided to start the MSP, I said, sorry, guys, I'm starting this MSP. I'm not going to have time to work for you guys anymore. And they said, well, what's this MSP deal? And I told them. And they said, oh, cool, sign us up. Wow. And I said, no, you don't you don't understand. It's not gonna be that. And and then I and they finally they're still with us. Wow. Uh, but someone else, I have someone else down doing the work. But we found a way to create that relationship between the internal IT and ourselves from a service production standpoint. From day uh, one. And wow. I've written three books. Actually, my first book. And I always have them nearby because they're great conversation pieces. Yeah. Um, so CEO survival guide to information technology. I wrote yeah. that book specifically for potential clients, CEOs who don't want to be geeks, but what do you need to know about it? Yeah. And then my second book was after we finally got our, our co-managed thing going, this is the one I'm probably most known for in the industry is the MSP survival guide to co-managed it services, which is awesome. specifically written 
for my competition. Okay, that makes sense. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but how to do co-managed uh, from an organizational and structural standpoint. And then the last book I wrote uh, is I Don't Want Your Job as Co-Managed IT Services, The Right Fit for You. So wow. that's written for, so I've got one book that's written for my potential client yep. uh, CEO role. Yep. And I've got one book that's written for the potential client IT director role. Yep. So kind of like what you were saying, and and, and I, I 1000% agree with you about Nigel's tech tribe. That is just such yep. a ridiculously valuable. Uh, please yep. don't tell Nigel I said that because yeah. everything I stand for. But it's such a tremendous resource. And at the yep. end of the day, that's what we're trying to be. As a managed yep. service provider, we're trying to be tremendous resources to our clients. And one of the challenges here is is that our industry, the managed service provider industry, is nothing new. There is absolutely nothing unique about what we do. It's how we do it. Yeah. It's what, how do we deliver the goods and services that make our clients productive in terms of how they do IT. Yeah. And the entire MSP industry was based on the concept of we can do it cheaper and better than your internal IT people. Mm. So let's replace them. So it was yep. built entirely on this adversarial relationship. True. Well, the co-managed is essentially says, puts a break on that and says, not so fast. Maybe there's a way we can do this together. Yep. And and honestly, that's that's the whole secret between about about the whole co-managed concept. That is so spot on and so true. And I still see that from MSP marketing. I still see MSPs that will say that. You don't need an IT internal IT. You yeah. need us. It's like the minute you post a blog, a video, whatever, uh, saying that you cannot do co-managed. Yeah, it's it's actually going to be difficult because so much of it is the fud, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah, and so much marketing, and especially since a lot of us take the marketing that our vendors provide, yes, and we just put it back. Yes, and historically, there are two messages that most MSPs market with. Uh, message number one, we are so cool. Mm -hmm, yeah. We are fantastic. We yep. do these great we things. The we, we have all these fantastic services and everybody loves us. And we're fantastic. And we're great and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Message number two, if you don't use us, you probably suck. Yeah. You know, you've probably been hacked. Your backups Fear. are no good. Yeah. Uh, you don't have really good turn, no good support, all that. Now yep. put yourself in the CEO mind. Okay, the CEO might be saying, oh, boy, I better do something about it. These guys sound great. These sound, sound fantastic. Yep. Now put yourself in the internal IT mind. Yep. These guys are after my job. Yep. Pure and simple. And nothing you can say on the co-manager side is going to offset that completely. Yep. And then so, so you, you need to get into much more of a let's talk about what's the results of the service. Yep which is we want you guys to be productive. We want your organization to be successful. We want you guys to deliver the best goods and services in a secure and, and, and profitable way as you possibly can. And we will partner with your internal IT folks to help make that happen together if that's appropriate. Yep, yep. 100%. 100%. We, we, we're still talking value. We're still talking about, but we're talking about the results of our services. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a potential partnership that's absolutely no problem for us. Yeah. And improved for both parties. In a yeah. lot of cases, at least what we've seen, and we'll get more into the weeds 
And, you know, when, when we talk about marketing too, one thing I've been doing as of late is, you know, in the past it was always, oh, never talk technical on your marketing. Don't get technical on your marketing, which I get because that's most times the marketing persona is IT director, the chief operating, right. operating officer, et cetera. But as of late, we have been adding more technical content such as blogs around more technical things because in those, the marketing persona is the IT director. Right. It's someone that I know that my other IT directors have struggled with and it is technical because they understand it. Right. One example of that is it's not clear. Microsoft does not do a good job of really explaining why business premium might be better than the standard, might be different than basic, might be different from E3, et cetera. We wrote a blog on that and a video on the infographic explaining the differences in business premium, business standard. You would think IT directors would just know, but they don't. Sometimes they get confused too. We rank number one, I think, in the world for that query. And yeah. we've gotten so many co-managed leads. I know, I know the, the executives not Googling that. That's not why I wrote it. I wrote it for that technically competent executive or an IT director that wants to know the nuances because they've got five different licenses and they don't know what to do with them or which ones they need or how to implement business premium in tune, et cetera, because they're responding to help desk tickets. And, they and, and, the, and the neat thing you, you, that, that you're hitting on um, is you can answer the question, you know, and, and this gets into what is the truth of marketing? Yes. And the truth of marketing is, well, it depends on who your audience is. Yes. Because you, the, the thing that you'd write for a CEO and the thing that you would write for an internal IT can both deal with the exact same topic. Yep. But they have to do so with a different verbiage or a different word. Yep. And it's kind of like the difference between uh, if you were, if, if you're selling a particular food, you know, a diet process or method to someone who's a dietitian and then someone who is overweight, out of shape and looks surprisingly like me. <laughs> you know, you still want the same result to happen, but it's going yeah. to be in different words. So yes. we just did because we do a ton of videos. So I just nice. recorded a video and probably won't be out till next week. Uh, but I just recorded a video that was talking about how Microsoft is going to throttle and block uh, emails being sent from uh, unpatched or unsupported exchange servers being sent to 365. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely definitely a, oh, geez, a CEO or is it internal IT? Mm. And we literally talk about, okay, yep. here's the tech part. Here's the CEO part. Yes. Here's yes. the bottom line. So we try to merge those, but we do so consciously and we call yep. out, we actually call out on ourselves. And, and in some cases we'll do a video where we'll go, by the way, if you're an internal IT person, boy, am I simplifying this? Keep the hate to a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. To a CEO message, we'll go, hey, and if you're CEO manager, this is going to be a little geek speak. Sorry yeah. about that. hundred percent. We rolled out an MFA to all clients on Microsoft 365. And I was like, I need to be able to communicate this. This is still under marketing because we created the blog. We created the infographic videos, et cetera. Right. We did a quick, simple infographic that summarized the blog into what happens on the MSP side, what happens on the IT and decision maker side on the in inside, and then what happens to the user? How yeah. does it impact each one? And what should you care about? So, so they can so just you, skip the stuff that, you know, that they don't need to even read. Like yeah. it's. So, so you're really talking about role-based uh, marketing or role-based communicating, which is yeah. absolutely, it, it's great because that's also a huge differentiator. Yes. Uh, because you're the person, if you're going to be the MSP who is different than all the other MSPs, one of the easiest ways and one of the most honest and natural ways mm -hmm. you can do that is by communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. And helping the lazy person like me 
understand what they should or should not read or yep. should or should not pass on to somebody else and yep. who that person is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, and again, one of the biggest things, because I always talk to MSPs and I say, what is it about you that's going to be different than the other four MSPs that are competing for your job or for your, mm -hmm. for the business? Yeah. And, and this is just such an easy way to do that. Yeah. And so one of the key things anyone listening to this is going to hear throughout this is knowing your market, whatever you want to call it, marketing persona, marketing avatar, you know, whatever you want to say that whatever you're, whoever is listening, just understand that before you make the communication, before you make the campaign, understand who you're communicating to, like for the MSP camp listeners, what we have is the pain points and opportunities document. And it shows what are the pain points of the target market we're going after here? And what are the opportunities in this campaign that you can talk to if you get the sales meeting and what you're communicating and why you're communicating it. And the same with I in the same with the co-managed campaign that we have, it's like, okay, what are the talking points? You definitely do not want to say we are cheaper than internal IT. These are the opportunities. It's not right. that we replace your internal IT. So a theme you're going to hear throughout this is exactly what Bob has been hitting on. And the fact that he wrote a book for IT directors, CEOs, and MSPs means he understands who his target is for each of these, each of these pieces. Imagine trying to write one book. It wouldn't sell. Right. He's niching down to the defined role. And that's the same way we have to think about our campaigns and content. So so already a great intro, Bob. This has already been super insightful. Okay, so, good. Thanks. Catch you yeah, later. Yeah, see you. See you, Bob. See you, boob. <laughs> oh, boob. Now I said boob. Wow. <laughs> see you, boob. <laughs> so one question that I get um, quite a bit, and I answer it my own way, but I'm interested in your insight is, well, what an MSP that has never done co-managed, whatever the variables that lead to that, but now they're hearing co-manage is good. I've done, done an episode recently on marketing in a recession. I think co-manage is really going to grow when that occurs. I really do. I'm, I'm very confident in that. So now someone's saying, okay, I think I do want to get into co-manage. Right. What would be your insight? I mean, obviously they could read your book. I think anyone listening to this should read your book. I probably should have before this, but what is yeah. your insight in into getting them prepared? And we'll specifically talk about operations or any nuances from a business perspective, and then we'll get more into marketing. Sure. So you're going to start. And, and by the way, we're going to preface this, or at least I'm going to preface it. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, I'm going to preface this with a, we're talking about small to medium MSPs. Mm -hmm. So, and we're talking about organizations that are looking to small to medium uh, IT shops. So mm -hmm. one to five people. Okay. Um, the first thing is, and, and, and a lot of MSPs, the speaking that I've done at various conferences, I would say roughly about two thirds of MSPs have a co-managed client already yeah. of some kind or another. And almost every one of them have stumbled into it yep. uh, and don't necessarily have a method of the MSP industry is based on the idea that we scale, we scale well. Whatever we did for client A, we're going to do for B, C, D, E, and F, and we're going to get better and better. So we're going to make more and more money out of it. You can't abandon that concept and go co-manage. You have to do the same thing. Mm. And you've got one of two choices. You can either build this co-manage that's going to be completely different from the managed. I don't recommend that. Or you're going to basically try to parallel whatever you do in the full manage but do it in a co-managed way. That's the way I strongly recommend it, unless you're going to go balls to the wall and really invest some money into it. Mm -hmm. So that said, in my opinion, there are three types of co-managed services. Uh, and 
you do whatever you want to, as long as it works for you, because it's going to yeah. depend on what you normally do for the full manager. First mm -hmm. of all, the easiest subscription. That's where you're basically just reselling. It could be 365, could be Azure, it could be AV licensing, uh, it could be firewall as a server, it could be whatever. All you're doing is reselling something to the client. They're still responsible for operating it. The vendor is responsible for supporting it. All you're doing is billing and cashing the check. It is the easiest way to get into uh, co-managed IT, and it has the lowest profit margin, and it's the easiest to get replaced, and it's the easiest to lose your footing and get caught up in supporting it without getting any money for it. So okay. it's there. I don't strongly recommend it. We probably yeah. have half a dozen or so uh, okay. subscription-only services, and I'm like, I don't care. If one of them says, yeah, we're dropping you, I'm like, I really don't care. Yep. Um, Same. The second, and this is the one that I think has the most opportunity for smaller MSPs, is what I call silo IT. Silo IT is where you take something that you do well, one component, and you offer that as a subset of IT. So mm -hmm. let's just take the couple that are easy. Uh, backup. Hopefully, all of us as MSPs, we have a, a, a traditional favorite BCDR uh, backup disaster recovery solution, whether it be a Veeam, a Datto, Axiom, Axiom. whatever. Yep. Whatever that is that you offer to all your clients. Well, what if you carved that out? And maybe if you've got a 365 solution or a cloud software solution as well, carved those out and offered only those yep. to a client with an internal IT. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, you're not introducing any new technologies. You're not introducing any new alerts. You're not introducing anything new. But you're introducing a specific service. So you can then go to internal to organizations with internal IT and say, you know, we've vetted, we've, we've looked at all of these different solutions for backups and we've selected this and we've nailed down what the best practices are, what we do best, all of the alerting, all of that. We will implement this, configure this, monitor it, maintain it. We're going to give you access so that you'll know that we're doing our job because don't yep. take our word for it. Yep. We will help make sure that we're giving you all of these blah, 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 blah. So you don't have to. So you can focus on doing what you do best to deliver the value to your organization. And we're going to do it, partner, you lockstep, blah, blah, blah. Yep. There's a lot of organizations whose internal IT don't have enough time to research all of the options, who don't have enough time to verify that their backups, they think the backups work, but they don't know, who don't know how to do a disaster recovery, business continuity. You know how to do all these things. So whether you take a look at, uh, we're going to offer uh, silo backup, we're going to offer silo 365, where you do the same thing, except now we're managing your 365. We're going to do silo Azure, silo AWS. We're going to do silo BI, silo database, uh, you know, silo firewall, silo whatever. You can take a look at all of the things that you do and basically cut them up into subsets, silo VoIP, whatever. Mm -hmm. And essentially go to companies and say, is there a part of IT that's driving you nuts? Mm -hmm. This, 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 or this. Any one of those things, we will take that subset off your hands. But we're going to give you access to the portals, to the monitoring, to the alerts. So you'll know we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the easiest way for people to use what they're already good at. Yep. What they're already doing 
formalize it so it's a clear-cut subset and then go to market with just very simply if you don't have the expertise if this is critical to you you don't have the bandwidth you don't have the the time to evaluate we would love to do these things for you and don't approach it as it's a foot in the door because the foot in the door concepts they sound great but they end up being like we want to sell you this thing and then we're going to come for more yeah you know, but to me, that the silo IT is is a huge opportunity and can be easily done. I love that so much. We do that too. We actually do both of what you're saying, and I'm, and I'm sure we're about to do the third that you're about to talk about. But yeah. it's such a great way. So people listening, this is why I love hearing from other MSPs. A lot of vendors are like, no, you have to sell the whole stack every single time or don't even bother. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to vendors that are saying specific things that you don't have to follow. We there's times where we talk to co-manage where it's like, yeah, they only need our security suite. That's it. They want us to be our security provider. We're going to put the MDR, we're going to put our agent, we're going to give them the reports. We're okay with cutting up our agreements to just be the siloed piece because that's all they need. Right. And it actually is way easier on us. And we still make pretty good margin on that stuff. So, so MSPs listening, understand exactly what Bob said. It's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. Don't, they'll be scared to do that. But. Let me give you the the bad view of that. Yeah, perfect. Yep. The bad view of that is the is you're not letting the client drive. The client is not saying, "Oh, I see these fifteen things that you offer. I'd like to see these two things removed." Yeah, good. Point. So you're not treating this like a giant game of Jenga. Good point. Where they're just yep. taking out the pieces and saying, "No, you're saying this is what we offer." So yep. we're going to be very specific. So you, meaning the MSP, you've created that subset. You've created the boundaries. The opposite would be where you come with your entire stack and they start saying, well, I don't need this and I don't need that. No, to me that I don't, I don't play that game. And we actually have a, we use Jenga uh, as the, 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 um, the, the story for that. We've got a video where we show what happens where you start taking the pieces out and it falls apart. And I totally Um, agree. Totally agree. And I think the reason I said that, and I'm, this is such good feedback for listeners, because I'm, I'm just thinking from my own perspective, it's like, I'll get a lead from an IT director before I even pitch anything. I'm hearing exactly what they need help with. And then I kind of create the silo there. Right. Um. So you're, you're, you're right. I think the way you're saying is right. Like create the silo that you want to go after market that. Yeah. And sometimes I will, you know, and this may not be best practice where I'll listen to them, you know, obviously do the discovery. So I already kind of know beforehand, which one I'm going to be you know, approaching them about just because we get a lot of co-managed opportunities and a lot of them aren't looking for the full suite. And so I'm already understanding like, okay, what is the best silos kind of to promote here? Right. Um, but that's, dude, that's so good. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And and, and the, the nice thing is, is that there is no 100% accurate full way, but what you want to do is you want to make sure that your text can switch back and forth between supporting a co-managed yep. and supporting the fully managed services yep. without having to remember, oh, wait, uh, that client had this, but not this. There yep. was this set up, but that's you, you because every time you do that, your productivity comes to a screeching halt. Yep. Great point. Awesome. All right. Let's hear the third one. The third one, that's comments. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Comments is where you take your stack and and I call them and and this this word has not caught on, but I would call them stamps, uh, software tools, methodologies, portals, all the things that you provide to your fully managed service, and but you manage and maintain everything. Yep. But instead, you in, install that same stack, 
but the client's internal IT gets access to those things and they manage and support everything. So the analogy I use for that one is essentially you're giving them the Iron Man suit or the Batman utility belt. Yep. Yep. Uh, You're making them the heroes by giving them the superpowers. Yep. And that works reasonably well. Uh, And we'll talk about some of the pits, the, 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 the pits and valleys that can fall into. Uh, And then in some cases, depending upon the quality of the internal IT or the skill level of the internal IT, they may be what we call top heavy. Top Mm -hmm. heavy means they don't have enough level one, in which case we'll take on the responsibility of all of the desktops and the end user stuff, the level one stuff, so they can focus on the more senior stuff. Or they may be what we call a bottom heavy. They have the level ones, they don't have the level threes, in which case we'll take the responsibilities of the infrastructures and the servers. They'll take the responsibility of uh, all the desktops and the end users. So we we basically have the full, they take responsibility for everything. We have the, uh, what we call desktop commits. They'll take responsibility for the desktops and end users. We take responsibility for the servers and the uh, infrastructure and then uh, server commits, which is the reverse. Yep. We can kind of approach based on how well stacked their department is from a skill standpoint and from a uh, people standpoint. Yep. That that's a great point. That is where most of our co-managed falls is, is, is bottom heavy. So they'll have an internal it that is great. We usually like them, but they're level one, maybe level two. They're not going to be doing backups. They're not going to be doing cybersecurity. They're not going to be keeping up with Microsoft 365 and two and all that good stuff. So it's phenomenal because we never have to go on site. They're taking all the first line help desk stuff. And it's very easy for them to escalate up. And part of the market, part of the marketing I, I, I get on is, Hey, your, your, your internal burnout is going to be way lower. And, and right. for some reason that kind of does click with that, with the executives because they've lost it people. They've lost these one or two level, but now when they get a, in a co-managed relationship, it's like, okay, cool. That person knows they don't have to stress out about that ticket that they don't understand 30 minutes. They can escalate it up to us. We take it from there. So we right. even do the help desk side of it. Um, and it's priced just like any other managed services deal. So it's not like we give them a credit. Um, so that that's, you know, that's definitely worked out for us. We do have a couple that are, that are, you know, top heavy and most of the time it works great, but those are the ones, if we do have challenges with co-management, which I know we're going to get into later, those are the ones where we end up having some challenges oftentimes if the IT director is not wanting to be in our box of best practices. And that can be a challenge at times. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say that one, one, uh, because we don't have a specific vertical, but one vertical where this, and again, like you said, the low, the the, the bottom heavy is manufacturing. Mm, okay. Is manufacturing companies because they often they get a guy. Yep. They have this one person who is running around the, the and, and usually that person has additional uh, duties, so mm. they may be responsible for like being out on the plant mm. uh, and and fixing the equipment that's out there, so on and so forth. Oh, by the way, they also have to do these things. Yeah. And what often happens is these organizations use what we call seagulls. Uh, seagulls are IT vendors who fly in out of nowhere, drop a lot of crap, make a lot of noise, and then fly away again. Yep. And they rely on the, on those vendors to come in and do the heavy lifting for the big mm-hmm. projects. But then there's no training, there's no support. Anytime they call them, they're going to be billed uh, huge amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And again, to your point, that adds to the stress of the of the internal IT person who has no idea how this any of this stuff works. Yep. Yep. So, Great point. The other big thing that we hit on in co which we're going to get into marketing too. I know there's a lot we're about to get into, but um, 
is one of the things that really strikes home is continuity. So I'm always talking about continuity, especially in the sales meeting, because the is even if it, no matter what the IT director's title is, and this is not uh, me even poking at the internal IT, it's just a reality I have to say in the sales meeting because it puts it in perspective for the executive. If I'm talking to the executive, the average lifespan, not lifespan, but the average time someone is at a company is, you know, three to five years. So what happens when the person with the keys to the kingdom leaves? And that makes them very uncomfortable. And it's not saying, hey, there's anything wrong with this IT director. It's it's the fact that this is a reality of life and everything is with him. Having an MSP, we back him up. So he's less stressed. He's likely to stay longer. Right. But if he leaves, the continuity is there. Nothing changes. You don't have to be scrambling to hire that next IT person because you got us. We're scaled up for a little bit. We're going to help you recruit the right IT person, which we, which I've helped with many times. I've been right. on the interviews. I've been on site with the interviews because I want to get the right person in. I don't want someone that's Absolutely. not listening to our values. That's not going to take our, our recommendations. That's not a champion. And so it puts their mind at ease knowing, hey, the continuity of your company is right here. It's all documented. You have your uh, domain admin credentials, whether you know what that is or not. Don't worry. You have the keys to the kingdom. All the documentation, processes, help desk, et cetera, are with us. The continuity is there. We're not going anywhere. And it gives them peace of mind that they like having an IT person, but if he leaves or she leaves, they're good to go. So let's rephrase that because Mm -hmm. if you're the IT person to listen to this conversation, Mm -hmm. that sounds like they're getting, everybody's getting ready to replace you. They just don't want to say it. Yeah. 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 So let's talk to the IT person. You are probably overwhelmed. I can't even take a vacation. You go out on the weekend, you're still, your phone's still going to go off because you're the only person who knows how to do anything. Yep. That's got to be maddening. Yep. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to create this relationship where we're going to have your back. And I want you to understand, we've got your back. We're not coming out to get you. We're not coming out to replace you. I want you to understand, I'm going to make a good amount of money from this relationship. And I don't have to replace you to do it. Yeah. So what's going to happen is, is that we're going to have the documentation. We're going to have the tools in place, uh, but you're still going to be able to take a week off. You can still check in if you want to. you know, depends on the vacation, you know, yeah. uh, but you're going to have the resources. So you're going to be able to relax yep. and not be the only person who has to solve every problem. Yep. And I want you to basically at the end of the year, I want you to basically come to me and say that you're smarter because you've learned from what we do and how we yep. do things, you know, stuff and that you can start adding higher level value to the organization. Yep. By doing some of this, you see what I'm saying? 100%. And that's yeah. exactly what I do if, if there's an executive right. here and I say, we can't learn the business specific applications as well as you can. You yep. can't leave if you wanted to, right? Well, not like that, but I'm saying like, it's they, they couldn't get rid of you. If they got rid of like if you left, they would have to replace you because to understand power, not power, yeah, um, builder MT, to understand these applications, yeah, we're gonna do our best. We're gonna do vendor management, yeah. but it's the internal IT that's gonna know way more than the MSP can really know. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I'm honest with the IT director in this time. And I'm like, look, this is, this is, this is where your role gets to elevate. You get to connect the processes better. Well, and, and it kind of gets back to the the difference between um, what is it? Uh, involvement and commitment uh, for, for a uh, ham and egg breakfast. Uh, the, the chicken was involved, but the pig was committed. <laughs> You know, if if someone's spending 40 hours a week at a single location, yes. you know what drives the business, you know. And if you don't, I can't help you. Yes. 
you know what is meaningful. You know what the core business process is. You know what brings value to the company yep. better than we ever will. If you're doing your job right. A hundred percent. And and we will never be able to replace that, but we can make it so you're going to be able to do that even more. Yep. That's yep. where the beauty of co-managed lies. If if you have somebody who is just phoning it in on the internal IT side, co-managed may work well, but it's not going to make them look, you know, shine or it'll make them look a little bit better, but only so much. Yeah. Similarly, if you've got an MSP who's not really dedicated to helping out the internal IT people. Mm-hmm. That's also going to show its colors ultimately. Yep. It, you gotta be, you know. Yep. One thing I say often is is the worst thing that uh the only thing worse than a good pro co-managed prospect uh, not signing is a bad prospect signing. Yeah, spot on. And and we call that so a hundred percent. This is so I really hope listeners are are getting something out of this because it like I know we're talking about sales process here, but this is invaluable to understand these key talking points. Another key talking point that we always hit on is the tool, we call it the toolbox. And the reason we call it the toolbox is it's like, you're going to get the RMM, you're going to get Screen Connect, you're going to get the MDR, you're going to get the, you're going to get all of these tools that we're going to have a siloed account for you as the IT director to use. And then I tallied all up. I'm like, we get it because of economies of scale. We have, you know, 4,000 endpoints or whatever. Imagine you trying to pitch an RMM to your executives. Imagine trying to pitch an MDR to your executives. Imagine trying to pitch each, each of these individual services to the executives that you know you need, but it's hard to get the budget you need. All that comes with this service. Well, and, and also, to it. also, you have to review which one of those you're going to get. Exactly. You're going to yes. have to figure out what the best practice, what the best way. You're going to have to figure out whether you're going to upgrade. You're going to have to figure out every year whether it's still up the, the, the best product for you to use, so on and so forth. That is exactly what we say. So spot on. We're like, we have vetted, and I say this in the medium, like we vetted 30 cybersecurity products before we landed on this one specific antivirus. And we did that with every product in our stack and we continuously do it. And what's funny is that toolbox discussion, I can have that with the IT director or the executive, the IT directors there, or even not, they like it too. Yeah. They like it too. Like they, you know, I know it's more of, it's kind of technical and stuff, but they get it. And they're like, oh, cool. So like we get all that other stuff. It's like, yeah. And it's going to enable your IT person and they're going to have access to all, all the reporting so they can have better dashboards for you. You're going to be way more secure. Uh, and it's the same price as if you hired an additional person. So now you don't have to hire an additional person, right? right. It's like, now you have us and you can scale. We scale with you, right? There's so many beautiful talking points and co-managed. Any, any other talking points on that on the sales side that you want to hit on before we kind of move into marketing a little bit? No, I mean, I, I, you have to remember what is what is the WIFM, the what's in it for me for both yep. parties. Yes. Uh, the CEO is all about, hopefully, what's what's the productivity that I'm going to have out of out of IT yep. because of this relationship. So that's the WIFM from them. And some of them are going to be more productivity oriented. Some are going to be more security oriented. Uh, yada, yada, yada. The internal IT person is the, I want to keep my job and I want my life to be better and I want my product to be better. Yeah. So in that case, it's more the delivery of the service yeah. and the quality of the delivery of the service and their role in it. Yeah. So, and the nice thing is, is both messages can be and should be very different to the role that you're talking to, yeah. but they should be complementary. Yeah. And one of the things is, is always, from my standpoint is always assume that the other guy can hear you. Yeah. You know, if you're talking to Great the CEO, point. even if it's just you and the CEO, assume the IT guy can hear you. Yeah. It's good. And point. vice versa. 
Are you saying anything that the other person will go, oh, wait, that's a bad, you know, I'm not crazy about that. Yeah, that's 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 invaluable advice right there, Bob. Boop, boop. No, seriously, that's great. Um, All right. Moving on a little bit here to there's a couple of things we're going to hit on, but specifically on the marketing lead gen side of things. Right. Marketing in the MSP space, we all know it's a difficult thing. Anyone listening to this understands it's a difficult thing. All MSPs struggle with this. I was talking to Mike Herring, you know, probably maybe I shouldn't use his last name. I was talking to a really good friend of mine and he said there was an MSP, like, I don't know, 10, 15 million, 20 million, something like that. And he said, um, you know, how many salespeople do you have on your team? And they said eight. So, okay, cool. How many deals are you closing a year? They said 20. And I'm like, what? That's great. That's what I'm, that's what I'm the only guy. That's what I'm doing, if not more. Right. But the reality is that's not super unheard of. I mean, that's a crazy ratio, but it's a difficult thing, no matter what your size is in MSP. If you're not just right. acquiring, acquiring, acquiring lead generation, marketing, building organic leads, it's a difficult thing. But if you stay consistent, it pays off, you know, with serious dividends. It took me a year of grinding it out before I really started getting leads. And now I haven't been able to turn it off, but it took so much and it still takes so much all the time to be able to consistently get, get these leads. So now when we think of going into co-manage, the best type of leads from my perspective, and it's still hard for me to cultivate co-manage. The last probably like five of the last eight clients we've onboarded have been co-managed because that's the direction I, I'm moving and I continue to move. They pay more, they are less busy. They do have higher expectations. So if they right. do escalate something, you better be on it. Yep. They do want to see reporting. Whereas most clients, we still send reporting. They don't look at it. Co-managed clients, they are looking at it. So they do have a higher level of expectation, but not necessarily a higher level of work, even though they're paying more than your right. other managed clients. So do you have any tips or ideas for listeners that they could use to try and go out and, and, and market and get more co-managed opportunities? Well, I mean, you've got the whole inbound and outbound yep. uh, concept. It, it it really is the exact same dilemma. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is, one of the biggest challenges is, is, is that you you're, you're you're talking to people who automatically assume you're taking their job. Mm. If they've heard of managed services, they think you're out to get their job. If mm. they haven't heard of managed services, then you've got that whole. You've got the whole yeah. education of what is managed services and what is co-managed services. Yeah. So you've yeah. got those challenges. Uh, to me, one of the best ways, and you kind of hit on it when you say you got to keep doing it, uh, is is be that educator. Yeah, be that sharer of content, that sharer of information, um, and whether it be outbound. So we do a lot of of LinkedIn posting of our yeah. videos and the like, and we have we probably post at least three or four uh, pieces a week. Nice. Uh, and we started a podcast recently ourselves and, and nice. yada, yada, yada. Um, we also will do, we also are doing some outbound calls. Cool. Uh, and the like, and, and it's one of those where, first of all, know yourself. Uh, what is it about you that's going to be unique? Uh, what is it about you that's going to to resonate and who would it resonate with your messaging and the like? And one of the biggest tests I always have with that is uh, if that message, if it doesn't turn some people off, yep. 
it's not effective. Yep. In other words, if you just basically say, I'm here to help. Yep. Okay. Who's not going to say that? Yep. You know, we're dedicated to customer service. Who's not going to say that? Yes. Uh, you know, one of the things we tell people is, look, if you're looking for someone who is going to be absolutely straight laced and 100% spot, you know, ties and, and formal and all that, we ain't it. We nice. never will be. Yep. Uh, we are, we are, we're, we're casual in our relationship, but very functional and specific in the way we do things. So spot on. Yep. You know, so on and so forth. Um, those, those would be the, like the main things I would yeah. say. And again, when whatever it is you're saying, assume that it's going to be seen, even if it's a pure MSP message. Yeah. If it's a pure MSP message, make sure that it's not going to be one of those, your IT sucks if you're not yes. using this. Yes. Because even if, you know, an internal IT person sees that, it wasn't meant for them, they're, st- they're still going to think that. When yeah. they see your more co-managed message, yeah. And our marketing, we do we do poke fun of I, other IT providers, but yes, yeah. we don't say, "Hey, your infrastructure, your current business sucks." We will say, "Your IT provider sucks," because that's a challenge and pain point we see all the time in the prospecting. So I do hit that pretty hard in our campaigns, mainly in a joking way, not in like a fear-driven way. Yeah, um, humor but, but, humor works, but you have to be careful on who the target is, like you're yeah. saying. So yeah. it would be something along the lines of. I'd be careful about saying, for example, does your provider patch properly? Yeah, exactly. Uh, because that could be internal. That could be yep. the MSP. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Whereas if you basically say, does your MSP treat you as, as if you're, you know, you, you, they never see you or you never see them. So you're yep. talking about something that there's, there's that distance implied, which yep. there isn't. Yeah you know, when you're talking about employees. So that's a little bit more, that's a little bit more doable, but you have to be careful about that. And yeah. always, as far as humor goes, make fun of yourself first. Oh yeah. Yeah. We do self-deprecating always. And those, that's what you said is so spot on when it comes to, if you're not, I don't want to say getting someone stirred up, it's not good content, but like my first episode ever on this podcast is stop using shit content. That's the first episode I've ever done on this because the reality is most MSCs work with a marketing agency or a generic content company, they all go as safe as possible with the content and it's stock photos with some generic text on it or right. whatever it is. It's not engaging to content because they're too afraid to go outside of the realm a little bit. Whereas we will go crazy. I just did a video with a giant 3d, a CGI Google Chrome monster destroying a city, right? It's crazy. It's silly, but I don't care. I'm cool. Like I'm, or not, I'm cool. I'm not cool. I'm cool with it. Cause I don't care if it turns somebody off because there's going to be other people be like, wait, who's the company that did that craziness, yep. right? Like, so it's okay to be out there. So like a lot of MSP camp members who, which is basically we have like marketing campaigns on a website. Some of them are not going to use all the content on the website and I'm oh, okay absolutely. with that. I'm totally fine with it. That's why I put a lot on there because some of it's going to be safer. Other stuff's going to be like, dude, you want to go out there? Let's go. You know, like I've got some, some really silly stuff too, that again, everything we create though is on a pain point or real pain point or real challenge. It's not creating content to just make people laugh. It's making them laugh about something that they kind of feel, right? Like one, there's literally the guy who's holding a phone and there's a hand coming out and slapping in the face with a Band-Aid, right? It's silly, but it's a reality. Like one thing I hear all the time from prospects is like, I feel like people are just putting Band-Aids so they can move to the next ticket. So when they see that, it's funny, but they they kind of feel it a little bit, you know? Like they understand what we're getting at. Um, So that's really really good advice, Bob. On the outbound, because we've done quite a bit of outbound ourselves. 
And I like that you said, know yourself before you start doing something like that. One of the things I always, one of the things I always tell members is like, make sure you have your marketing foundation before you start advertising or cold calling. Like make sure you understand your unique selling propositions. Make sure you yep. got some inbound coming in, making sure your website looks good. Make sure you can sell, then invest in telemarketing or then invest in, in advertising or maybe both. So how's that going for you? How's the outbound going on, on getting co-manager managed services? It works reasonably well. Uh, it, it is still a challenge for us on some levels. A majority of the co-managed stuff we get from inbound. Cool. Or okay, or referral. All right. Mm -hmm. The outbound is different. Uh, we actually just tried something and failed miserably, uh, which is okay feeling. with us. We're, I know the we're feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have the the our, our standard response is always we will never speak of this again, uh, and then we constantly bring it up as. <laughs> Remember how you had this idea? It was horrible. So we did recently a, uh, we put together a process we call it the IT self-assessment, hmm. uh, which was a way that uh, internal IT could sit down and kind of do a self-assessment of where they were with everything, with action items, risk definitions, so on and so forth. It was basically, we we had it down to a two uh, about a two-hour process and they would have in their hands, here's the results, they can go do something. Hey, we're a partner. We want to work with you, blah, blah, blah. That sounds and like a great spent, idea. We spent a fair amount of time uh, uh, outbound calling, uh, LinkedIn, messaging, emails, all that. And we had lousy. Uh, at the end of the day, we had uh, three uh, attendees. Okay. Mm. Now, of those three attendees, one turned into a solid lead, one turned into a decent lead, and one I still don't know why he was there. Uh, so from a response it was really, really good, but we couldn't get yeah. the interest in. So yeah. that's one of those things. And I've talked with some other people, uh, that in-person concept, we wanted to come up with something that was specific for co-managed and we did, yeah. uh, but we're not exactly sure about how the delivery, uh, you know, how to get the, 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 the butts in the seats, so to speak. But we try things like that and we've yes. done webinars and we've done, uh, we're right now uh, working on putting together an on-demand webinar cool. uh, that's going to be more aimed at managed services. So we're always coming up with these ways to do this, to to yeah. communicate it, Yeah, if that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And I love how you put so much time and effort in that. It was probably amazing. And, you know, if you get that one deal, it would have been worth the effort. Even if you don't, you still got it. You can try something else later. Like Oh, and no, we've already got, we, and we already had plans when we got this together. We said, basically, it's a framework concept. Uh, we're going to see how well this works. And then we said, okay, we're not going to do anything right now because we've got a bunch of other stuff slated for the next three or four months. But three or four months from now, we've got a different way that we can partner it with a more of an entertainment value or venue. Yeah. Like we've got a minor league baseball team. With there we a, go. A party, party place. So we'll actually attach it with an event. Perfect. So we've got ideas on how to reuse it because, and this is one of the, the things as well, whether it be videos, whether it be content, whether it be blog, whatever, reuse, reuse, reuse. Yes. Yes. So. Totally, totally agree. We actually, on the social media episode we have coming up, it's like literally we look at our best performing social media posts. 90 days, if it's past 90 days, there's a little recycle button. You just click it, change it the caption using AI pretty much. And we tailor it, boom, post again. And guess what? Engagement's still really good. You know, like reusing is, is definitely a great point. One of the best uh, things we've ever done on a marketing perspective for co-manage is we sent out a Game Boy. It was like a knockoff version from Alibaba, but it was awesome. It's got 400 games on it. Mario, Mario um, Party, 
or not Mario Party, like the original Mario, like all these different games on it. And we had this sweet um, postcard where it was like ready to level up your IT. The whole thing was game themed with like, you know, just, you know, re- you use cheat code, all tech services to unlock. And it showed like the, the co-managed stuff that the IT yeah. director would care about. And I, I knew that would hit home because I know my IT directors, they're nerds, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm not, and they know I'm going after them. I'm not going after executive, right? So they feel more comfortable. And I got like, you know, probably six solid leads from that. Unfortunately, none of them have closed yet. I'm, I'm, they're still in my pipeline because I keep in my pipeline yeah. forever, but it's like, cool, six leads from that. Um, and it's knowing your marketing persona. If I would have sent that same direct mail piece to the executive, they would be like, cool, I'll give this my kid, but they don't really care as much as the IT director who's most like a little bit nerdy and likes games like I do, you know? Um, so that worked really well. And actually for the MSP camp listeners, I actually just posted that same, that same exact direct mail piece on, on the website. So if you want to send the same thing out, I have the postcard in the Canva. You can, you can tailor it for yourself. And then I sent, sent the link on Alibaba. Um, or you can get it anywhere else. They're like five bucks a piece for the Game Boys. So it's a relatively expensive direct mail piece. It's going to be like, I think it was like 12 bucks a piece to send out. But there's only, there was only a hundred direct IT directors around me that I wanted to target. It's not that much, 1200 bucks, five leads all day. And the other thing that Bob hit on, I want all listeners to really like kind of, kind of make sure they soak in is like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to have a marketing idea. As long as you have the foundations going, you keep all that stuff going, try and add something on top. And, and try it. And it's okay if it fails. Like it's totally fine if it fails, learn why it failed, try and pivot. Cool. Let's do a bigger event this time as something cooler to kind of get people in the door. Cause the content was great. You know, like be okay. And understanding there's gonna be a lot of trials and errors. Seven years into this, I failed more than I succeeded. Awesome. You know, I really have failed more than I succeeded. Fortunately, the successes have made us coming up on, you know, four and a half million dollar MSP when we were a tiny MSP, you know? So it's like, it's, it, you know, it's okay to fail. All right. Don't want to go too, too much on a tangent. I just, Bob, I just, this has been exactly what I was hoping to get. And this has been gold. I hope the listeners are really appreciating this as much as I am. Uh, I've definitely gotten a lot out of it. So to kind of wrap this whole thing up, um, if you could lay out from your perspective and, and however you want to, what are the key benefits for an MSP offering co-managed and what are the key challenges from MSPs offering co-manage. So those currently doing it and those looking at adding more of it. So the, the let's start with the benefits. So the benefits are if you do it right, you have a an informed champion that is part of the client. Uh, and so you you're it's it's going to be stickier. Uh, it also is going to be a lot easier to have those conversations where you have to say this technical debt has to go or this thing has to move, so on and so forth. Uh, it also is going to be uh, relatively easy as long as you don't sacrifice your profit margin for the services. Because there are some people who will say, again, I get back to that foot in the door. Don't view this as a foot in the door. Make sure you're getting your profit margin for whatever goods and services you're doing. Great point. Uh, and you, it is still a blue ocean. If you look at most MSPs, most MSPs do not do co-managed or they have something on their website that says they do it, but they have no description as to what it is. Yep. So they're saying, yes, we do co-managed, I guess, <laughs> which makes it really hard. You know, and, and, and the only ones, I shouldn't say the only ones, a lot of them who do the marketing are just going to say, yes, we partner with you. Yep. Isn't that wonderful? 
Yeah. Uh, if you go with a silo approach, if you go and, and call it whatever you want to, uh, if you go with the COMITS approach, you can be specific as to what are the what are this uh, what are the solutions you're bringing, what are the superpowers you're giving, what is that relationship going to be built on? Yeah. Uh, and I do think that as we go further and further into the future, the whole negative traditional MSP marketing is going to become more and more uh, uh, looked down upon. Uh, so if you go more with the positive overall, you're going to be in a better position no matter which way the market the market runs. Yep. Uh, and if you do this right, it's paralleling what you're doing already. So yep. you're not reinventing the wheel. You're not creating new sales process, new marketing process. You're creating subsets uh, of what you're already doing. Yep. So those are kind of the benefits. Now let's beautifully talk about, laid out. Let's talk, let's talk about the bad. Uh, the bad is if you let them drive the definition. Hmm. If you let the client, whether it be the internal IT or the CEO, and it'd be kind of like the same thing as for pure MSP. If you let them come in and say, hey, we'd like to get backups, but we want one backup to be to tape. We want one backup to be to cloud. We want one backup to be to hard drive, but we want them to be physical hard drives. Oh, except for you'd be going, no, we can't do that kind of specialized thing. Yeah. And in some cases, the co-manager are going to come in and they're going to say, like, for example, security is one of them. Uh, we want to abdicate our security responsibility to you. Hmm. You can't. No, they still have to have a certain level of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to you have to to hold your ground. Yeah. Uh, also, if internal IT is either incompetent mm -hmm. or completely off standards, uh, you know, yeah. if they come, basically, we want you to co manage or co support our IT, but we have completely unique ways of doing it that no one on the planet does. You're not going to be able to make money off of doing that. Yep. You're going to drive your tech support people crazy because yes. they're going to try to fit all these square pegs and, and round holes and all that. You, you got to stand your ground. Yeah. Um, so watch out for that. And if the CEO or management is bringing in the uh, co-managed and internal IT is looking at that like they don't like it, it ain't going to work. Mm. You have got to have them, again, pig and chicken. The chicken is the CEO. Mm -hmm. They are involved, but the pig is the IT. They are committed. They yep. have to have their commitment or it ain't going to work. Yep. Uh, absolutely. We have had, we have had uh, co-managed clients where I wish we would have walked from. And these are not necessarily mean or bad people. Mm -hmm. These are just people who had unrealistic expectations and we allowed them to have it. Yeah. And we've also had, we've also walked away from opportunities where they were like, please, we want you to work with us. And we're like, yeah, but not, not this way. And not, in, and we've been glad we did. Love it. Um, so those would be the, the, the couple of biggies. I, I think that needs to be the quote of the whole thing where it's like, they had unrealistic expectations and we let them have it. Yep. Like that is so much wisdom in one sentence, like. They had unrealistic expectations and we let them have it like that. I think every MSP, like I need to have that on a banner on my wall. Cause it's like, if they have unrealistic expectations, why, how did they get there? Yeah. Do you think you helped? Probably. That's awesome, Bob. That's really, really awesome. Bob, I cannot thank you enough for today. This has been extremely insightful. This has probably been one of my favorite, favorite guests I've ever had. Um, and no, I mean, seriously, you're, not only funny, but you're knowledgeable. Usually it's one or the other. So good job. Um, and real quick, how can people find you 
And what is the name of your book again? So the book is the MS for this topic is the MSP's uh, survival guide to co-managed IT services. Uh, it's available on Amazon and all that good fun stuff. Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, just look Coppedge, C-O-P-P-E-D-G-E, uh, simplex-it.com. And uh, just reach out and I'm always happy. I, I started doing some co-managed coaching uh, and it just, I, it, I didn't pay atten- the attention level it deserved. Uh, but I've got some resources that are available in case anybody's interested. Okay. So if I had a member that's really trying to learn more, they could maybe reach out to you maybe for some coaching. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Cool. That's cool. Cause I have gotten a lot of questions and like, I know co-manage cause we do it, but like the nuances of how, you know, it is very different. I can just tell from this conversation. So any, any MSP members that reach out to me, I'll do my best, but I think Bob is going to be a wonderful resource. If you are learning to looking to get more into co-managed Bob, Thank you again for jumping on. Seriously, I'll see you around in the tech tribe. You know, I know we're both huge advocates of it. And uh, and I really appreciate your time again. Thank you. Cool. Sounds good. Happy to be there. All right. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm still kind of amazed anyone listens to this. Uh, all six of you. Just kidding. Uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Cool. Catch you all later. See you.